0: Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, February 23rd, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamaninni.
1: And I'm arts and culture writer, Ashley Steves.
0: Ashley, woo boy. Uh, It was a bit of a mess on Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. It was a bit of a mess on Tuesday. So we will get into all of that here momentarily. But there was a lot of news that also happened on Wednesday, which we will also dive into all of that. Uh, But we do want to remind everybody that if you want to support Broadway Radio and everything that we're doing, you can head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash patreon. As you can tell, we are dispensing with a lot of the generally lighthearted and, if I do say so myself, witty banter at the top of the show because there is a fairly serious – (laughs) <laughs> Depends on who's giving the award. But um, we do want to talk about the fact that there was a a pretty nasty and ugly scene that transpired outside the Bernard B. Jacobs Theater on February 21st, coinciding with the first preview performances of the Broadway revival of Parade. As you uh, almost assuredly know by now, a group of protesters that were identified as members of the National Socialist Movement, which, much like their legitimate Nazi predecessors, are not socialists. Um, this, Wild. in fact, was a neo Nazi hate group that was there to protest the opening and essentially, I mean, essentially and, say I, that
1: and quote unquote protest. because I don't yes. get into it in a bit. But I, I, I hate that every publication is using the term protests. Why is that? <laughs> Look, like you said, the National Socialist Movement is a Nazi, neo-Nazi hate group. They yes. are not, quote-unquote, anti-Semitic protesters. It's not a thing, because you can't protest personhood. You can only protest ideas and actions. Uh, and I think terminology about this stuff matters, because referring to them as protesters means that they will continuously claim the right to protest, and therefore continuously show up at these events, which they're going to do anyway. But yeah, that's
0: Harassers. my Harassers? harassment Is sure that right,
1: right? why not but yeah i th- there's got to be a better way to phrase it i think but everyone's that's choosing right. the same kind of nomenclature today
0: yeah i think that's probably just because it's I don't know that there is a better word. I definitely think that what they were doing was harassing people. Um, I don't know if there's course, an easier way yeah. to say that. I'm all for that. But, um, uh, either way, the first video of it was captured and put out on social media by a reporter for the Ford, which is a Jewish publication, uh, Jake Wasserman. And it shows these members of, uh, of the National Socialist Movement throwing out slurs, both about, um, Leo Frank, uh, accusing him of being a pedophile, which is, Honestly, that's part of the, the show. Like, I, so this is something that has no real, um, factual basis in, you know, in, in the real world, other than the fact that it was something he was accused of at the time when he was more than likely falsely accused of the crime that he was eventually convicted of.
1: It's also just Um, their whole shtick.
0: Right, exactly. And that's part of the whole groomer.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right.
0: They also were attacking the anti, Yes, they're also attacking the Anti-Defamation League. They were heading out, handing out, um, flyers to people, uh, as they were standing in line, as they were walking by. They were including a, another group called Empire State Stormers, which Stormtroopers is the first thing that comes to my mind. Not, not in the, in the Star Wars sense, but in like the Nazi sense. Um, so it was a nasty situation, as far as I've been able to dis- to discern. There was nobody injured. There was there were no you know physical or violent confrontations. But as I said, it was harassment, and I think there were a lot of people scared for their safety, not only for people who were at that per- performance, but just you know the rising uh, wave of anti semitism around the country, especially yeah. in New York City, Future which has a fairly substantive. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, New York City has a fairly substantive. Um, Jewish community. And I think mm-hmm. that that is something for that is very scary for a lot of folks. Yeah. Um, of course, a lot of people put out statements after this, including the show's star Ben Platt. Um, who said, um, I don't usually address social media in this manner, but I felt compelled this evening because I just got home from our first preview performance of Parade. and It was so wonderful and special, and I just feel so proud of every member of our cast and wonderful crew and our creative team and everybody who is making their Broadway debut uh, tonight. And my amazing wife and co-star Michaela and just everybody involved with making this amazing story come to life. Then he continued naturally the news of the fact that there were some again his words protesters at our show has spread a lot and that's kind of a stamp on the evening in terms of the public perception of the evening and definitely important thing to hear about. It was definitely very ugly and scary but a wonderful reminder of why we're telling this particular story and how special and powerful art and particularly theater can be. And it just made me feel extra, extra grateful to be the one that gets to tell this particular story. Um, the, the producers also put out a similar statement. Mm -hmm. Actors equity put out a statement saying there is no place for hate in our streets or our workplaces. And we condemn the, condemn the demonstration in the strongest possible terms. Kate Schindel was a little less, uh, a little less uh, (laughs) diplomatic in her social media.
1: Yeah. Very well appreciated Uh, though.
0: Yeah, actors equity president Kate Schindel did not mince words in her social media posts about it. If you want to check those out, um, the one thing I will say, and I saw this on social media, something I actually retweeted a little bit. I hesitate. I-, I regretted retweeting it, um, just slightly after I did it, but okay. I didn't unretweet it. But, um, in response to the statement from the producers, somebody, and I don't even remember who it was off the top of my head, said, I want to hear less about why this story is important to tell now and more about what they're going to do to protect their. Cast Uh, and company, which is fine. I
1: have to say today.
0: (laughs) Well, the the only thing that I will I will pull back on that about is maybe it's not the best thing to publicize. You know, if you are going to do something to protect your cast and company, maybe that's not something you put out publicly. I'm not saying they're doing that. I'm not saying they have plans in place. I'm just saying, like, if you're going to do something, if you're going to have extra security, plain clothes outside, if you're going to arrange for people to have cars to the theater, all that stuff, maybe that's not something you want to publicize. Again, I'm not not saying they're not doing that, but it's something to keep in mind.
1: Yeah, and I'm not saying that these plans should be detailed. I think everyone right now is kind of looking for that sense of security, though, They know that if they go to the show, they're going to feel Mm -hmm. safe, especially as people who are marginalized in any way, for that matter, and visibly so.
0: Yeah, so not a great situation for anybody. Um, It's ugly. And I said something on social media after it happened, like, it is completely unbelievable but also, yep, absolutely inevitable with how things have been going yep. in, in 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 our world, and especially from that corner. And I don't even want to call it political because it's not political. This this is far beyond politics. It is being egged on by politicians, but these people are outside of the political apparatus, and these are just essentially hate groups. And while hate groups are certainly extending their ten- tentacles into politics, this is far outside just our political disagreement conversation. Sure, and. And this is just ugly and, and as many people have said, has no place in our society.
1: I mean, it is political. It's always political because deaths around any kind of hate are political and will continue to be so. I don't know that I have anything helpful or encouraging to say about any of this. It's been a really difficult month and already a really difficult year for like every marginalized group, but especially trans people and queer people and Jewish people. Just a constant slew of hate uh, domestically and internationally, Asian Uh, Asian American. And of course, just in, in within the and community, black people in general,
0: deaf, black yeah, people forever. always,
1: of course, yeah. Um within the community and also adjacent to the community in this case, I can't fathom how everyone isn't just completely exhausted right now. And I too, I wish I could say I was surprised. I also wish I could say I wasn't surprised. I saw the news on Tuesday night and it was just this really unsettling middle ground that I think mostly has to do with being in New York and seeing it as like the safest space in the worst place. (laughs) Uh, So when something happens in the city, like a subway shooting or anti-semitism or rainbow flags being set on fire on buildings like what yes. happened this weekend at little prince in soho um mm-hmm. it feels so much more like an infiltration and in this invasion of boundaries and then you get even more parochial and specifically in the theater community it's layers upon layers upon layers especially with how woven in the Jewish community and identity are in both the fabric of the city and in theater in general. I definitely saw a lot of what year is it? And oh, my God, this is happening in NYC comments in response to this, which like.
0: <laughs> mm, open your get, eyes.
1: Get, yeah. In less kind words, get it the fuck together if you're still that oblivious and not aware to that level I, well, of violence.
0: But no. Yeah, I, think it's, I think it's fair to be disappointed in this city that a lot of people, especially in Midtown and in the Theater District, consider to be like this progressive oasis. And unfortunately, there is just no such thing. Uh, we can talk all we want about coastal elites and how they think differently than of other course. people in the country and how there's all these differences, but these things Transcend borders of both state, city, country, everything. This type of hate is pervasive in our entire society, primarily fostered by the fact that there is a group of people who are continuing to harness power by mobilizing these types of people, whether those are people in the industry, in in the media industry, whether those are businesses, whether those are politicians, but they are 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 becoming rich. They are becoming rich and they are becoming powerful by continuing to foster this hate and to, to help it fester to a point where things like this are inevitable and things like violence, things like uh, destruction, things like arson yeah. are becoming so commonplace that it happens everywhere. So, uh, again, I think you're right. We could probably wax poetic about this for a long time. I don't know that it is, it is especially uh, constructive at this point, but this, if this continues, we will obviously keep an eye on it and bring you more information as it becomes available. Moving on to something that I think is probably uh, more exciting for a lot of people, depending on your... Uh, different memories of reading F. Scott Fitzgerald in high school. But it was confirmed yesterday that the one of the upcoming musicals based on The Great Gatsby will have its world premiere at the American Repertory Theater in Cambridge, Massachusetts next year. This one is by the lead singer of the Grammy-nominated band Florence and the Machine, Florence Welch. This one will have just an absolutely knockout creative team. Uh, Welch will write, uh the music uh and and lyrics and we'll co-write the music along with Grammy and Oscar nominee Thomas Bartlett. Uh Martina Mayoke will uh pen the book and it will be directed by Rachel Chavkin with Sonia Taya choreographing. Just an absolutely loaded group so of good. creators for this show. And again, it'll have its premiere in Cambridge next year. No time specifically has been announced. Um, Casting, additional creative details, and performance dates will be announced in the coming months. But this feels like a really good place uh, to do a show like this. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it was announced that Jordan Roth will uh, join the production team as a producer, which means that... She's coming coming. to Broadway. It's coming to Broadway. Absolutely. Um, No question. This, of course, is also not to be confused with another great Gatsby musical that will feature a score by Nathan Tyson and Jason Halland, with a book by Kate Kerrigan and directed by Mark Bruni. Two very different creative teams. Public domain. Yeah, you got to love the public domain. Um, Very different. Creative teams, not necessarily saying one is better than the other, but just the the sensibilities of Kate Kerrigan and Mark Bruni and yeah. even uh, Nathan Tyson and Jason How- Howland, who we know a little bit but not as much, just a very different creative ouvrage from them than Rachel Chapkin and Sonia Taya and Martina Mayo. Um, so you know, interesting. We will see what happens with both of these. I would love a wild party type situation where both of them oh, are running in New York at the same so
1: time. So nice, right? It Absolutely. Would be fun. And despite how I feel about the IP which is mind-numbing to me. Yeah, um, not a fan. but Florence and Martina and Rachel and Sonia working on a show together just scratches right. my brain, right? Absolutely lush.
0: The only thing I will say is Rachel is always busy, and we are so glad that she is hashtag blessed and busy, uh, booked and busy, blessed (laughs) and busy, booked and blessed, whatever, either way. All of it,
1: yeah. Join the party.
0: When is Limpika coming to Broadway?
1: (sighs) The the questions I'm always asking.
0: Just saying. Just just want to know. Soon. Um, All right. Real (laughs) quick. So they keep telling us. Soon. Well, she's just so – like, literally, it has just become a thing where, like, she's too busy. Three or four Um, shows
1: going on, basically simultaneously coming
0: up. Yeah. Got got. Um, how to Defend Yourself, is that what it's called? Getting yep. Ready at New York Theatre Workshop that we talked about yesterday, so she's just always doing something. <laughs> All right, real quick, let's run through this week's, uh, or last week's Broadway grosses. Overall, Broadway saw a 5% increase in uh, the number of shows moving up to 22, had um, one show closed, two shows start previews. It jumped up, actually, 16% in total grosses to come in at $26,853,298, attendance overall inched up to $194,575. Unsurprisingly, The Phantom of the Opera was still the top grossing show on the Broadway. It had $2,562,357. It was followed by Hamilton, also just north of $2 million. Then The Lion King at 1.9, Funny Girl at 1.8, and then MJ at 1.82, slightly under, Uh, to round out the top five. The rest of the shows north of seven figures in descending order are Wicked, Moulin Rouge, Cursed Child, Aladdin, and Juliet, six, The Book of Mormon and A Beautiful Noise. Um, Many, many shows saw significant increases over the previous week. In fact, only one show saw a decline in their weekly grosses, and that was Leopoldstadt dropping about $24,550 to still come in at $669,875, which is pretty good Um, considering this is a straight play as you have said, two hours, no intermission. That's been running mm-hmm. for a while. Um, the two shows I will highlight is A Doll's House, which had its first week of previews. It only had seven previews, so not a full week, but it did gross $803,303. And then Bad Cinderella only had two previews, but it came in at 318478 bucks. I feel like... At least a quarter to a half of those dollars were just from people in my social media feeds who wanted to be there on the first yeah, preview. Yeah, right.
1: Be- hundred <laughs> percent.
0: Everyone I know. <laughs> they, yeah, they were all there and trying to ride that Diana wave of uh, the next uh, meme show. All right, let's real quick run through. I'm just going to do a little bit of, of housekeeping stuff with news that came out on, on Wednesday. First, the world premiere musical The Harder They Come has uh, been extended to the public theater It will now run through April 2nd. More information of that in the show notes. Similarly, the new group has announced a two-week extension for the world premiere production of The Seagull slash Woodstock New York by Thomas Bradshaw and adapted from Anton Chekhov. The show uh, is now scheduled to run through April 9th. Also, um, Les Miserables' the 35th anniversary concert uh, that was filmed uh, last year, starring Michael Ball, Alfie Boe, Carrie Hope, Fletcher, uh, Matt Lucas, and John Owen Jones, will premiere as a concert special on PBS starting on February 25th. You can watch it on your local PBS station or stream it on PBS Passport. And then it was also announced over on Wednesday on uh, Instagram, actually, actually, that current Satine and Moulin Rouge, Ashley Loren, will depart the role uh, when Aaron Tevait departs in his second run as Christian on April 9th. Ashley Loren was the original standby in the show and then took over when... Natalie Mendoza, I think, left. I think that's when yeah, she took over because so. K- it was KO, then Natalie, and then uh, I believe Ashley Loren took over full time. Um Interesting to see what they do with this. We know that, at least supposedly, Derek Clinton is supposed to come back to the role of Christian. We will uh, keep an eye out as to who will be taking over as his love interest. And another little bit of news that came out in the New Jersey Monthly Magazine in an interview with Rachel Zegler... She was asked when she will finally make her Broadway debut, and she said, quote, closer than everyone thinks, I'm bursting at the seams about it. Now, Ashley, I don't wanna like like put words in anybody's mouth. Sure. But that seems like there's a plan in place rather than just right. like not just manifesting. Soon. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and we all know, like, despite the fact that Rachel Zegler is like now a, a legitimate Hollywood star. Between West Side Story, she's getting oh, ready she's to star in the Shazam yeah. follow up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's doing the the prequel franchise of the Hunger Games. She's the star of that. Snow very, White, very too, right?
1: Snow White, of course. I forgot White, about yeah. Snow
0: White. Yeah, yeah. But she is a like she is a musical theater nerd. Oh yeah, and yeah. you know this has to be a dream of hers. Um, I we've we, we heard a little bit about what it might be yeah. something that we've talked about that I thought maybe now that a show closed on Broadway, mm-hmm. a star would be able to return to the role that she originally did in a very, very limited run in New York City a couple exactly. years ago <laughs> when it had a show when it when it has an upcoming production, I believe, in the nation's capital before it comes to Broadway. We heard that Rachel yeah, might be involved blues. with that. <laughs> I mean I'm not saying it. I'm just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like just thinking off the top of my head. I would have kept the person who starred in it, um, originally not off Broadway, but in New York and not on Broadway. Um, especially now that she's, she's, you know, seemingly available just because of. Like, age-wise, she reads yeah. uh, older. I don't know. how. I mean, Hopefully there's obviously an age she's difference. she's
1: also busy because she should be. 100%. She's, yeah. she's
0: fantastic as well. So um, if you think you know what I'm talking about, and at this point, I hope that you do, um, hit us up <laughs> on Twitter so yeah. we can talk about it. Uh, but real quick, a couple feel-good recommendations. The first one is if you don't already watch the Eurovision Song Contest every year, you need you to. You know
1: I do. And you know I will Se- do this year.
0: Secondly, the host... For this year's uh BBC version, which is the one that most people in the US watch, will be the phenomenal West End and Broadway uh star, Hannah Waddenham. I yes indeed. I, can she just do the UK's uh like entry into the contest? Like just let yeah, her yeah. do it. Like, <laughs> I think that's I feel fair. Like she I think could. they'd
1: have a better chance too. So, yeah.
0: so that's uh... great. That will um be coming up later this year. So uh, how the song vision or your vision song contest normally works is the previous year's whatever the previous year's winning country hosts. Last year was won by a group from the Ukraine, from Ukraine. Um, that is obviously not an ideal place for them to host. So the UK mm-hmm. has stepped in and they will be hosting it in Liverpool, uh, since, uh, the UK's entry in the contest last year came in second. So, um, I don't think the dates have officially been announced just yet, but it will be happening later this year think it's in, May.
1: Like May, in May. Like uh- May, second week of May, maybe.
0: Okay. I'm looking at dead, the deadline article. It did not, did not say anything about the dates in there so that you know better than I do. Um, but also keep an eye out. I'm sure we will talk about it. Probably uh, and so. then finally, we got the first teaser trailer for the upcoming film adaptation of Carmen starring Melissa Barrera and Paul Meskel. I still don't know what this is. Like, because it's a voiceover yeah. in Spanish and there's like certainly dancing going on. Um, it looks very gritty, but I'm, I don't know if it's a musical. I don't know if it's the opera. I, I don't know what this is. Uh, but we will know fairly soon because it is being released in New York and Los Angeles on April 21st and then presumably somewhere, you know, around the country in that general time frame. Um, it looks beautiful. Weird. It looks gritty. I have not it. Yet. Uh, Melissa, uh, yeah, it'll be in the show notes. You can check it out. Oh, uh, nice. Melissa Barrera and Paul Meskell, both very attractive human beings sure. who, are you know theater people uh have lots of musical talent so we will see what this is it is she a modern day hopefully. adaptation yeah yeah um it, it follows a young and independent woman who is forced to leave her mexican uh desert home after the brutal murder murder of her mother after carmen survives a harrowing experience crossing the border into the us she is confronted by a volunteer bodyguard uh who murders two other immigrants she traveled with i think volunteer bodyguard is Probably an interesting term to use in this press mm. description. Mm. Uh, but the, guide, the guide's partner, which would be played by Meskel, is a Marine with PTSD. He escapes with Carmen after a stan- deadly standoff with the guard. And the two make their way to Los Angeles. I- are we getting songs? That's what I want to I, know. Is this a I, musical? Yeah. Is it an opera? I don't know. <laughs> it's but something. It is something.
1: Yeah. Either Makes way, s- um,
0: it is. And there's da- there's dancing. So we know there's music in there. Um, it'll have a score by Just Nicholas Brittle.
1: what, if anyone
0: or i mean or is it just like a score and there's dancing and f- i don't know but i would like to know because uh, i'm interested all right that's all that we have for today thanks for listening to today on broadway follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at broadway radio and follow me on twitter and instagram at bww matt ashley where can people find you
1: you can find me on instagram at no this is ashley hey punch your local nazi today
0: <laughs> i have i literally have a poster on my wall of Captain America punching Hitler, so Good, uh, as you should. They, yeah. <laughs> Even though I'm not a big Captain, and it
1: America. checks out, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, anyway, have a wonderful Thursday, Ashley. You and Grace will be back to wrap up the That's week true. on today on Broadway tomorrow.